Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day you're watching this broadcast, this is Dr. Eric Tangumonkem with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. Let God be true, and every other person be a liar. Let God be true, and let every other person be a liar. For you to walk in victory, for you to reach your full potential, it's not only imperative, it is critical for you to know who you are. You must know who you are, you cannot. You cannot allow other people to define you. You cannot allow your circumstances to define you. In short, you cannot allow your environment. You cannot allow what you've been through. You cannot allow what you've been told to define you. You came with a manual. And I'm here to suggest that you consult that manual. The manual clearly, clearly defines who you are. I've got a lot of pushback from those who want to talk about reality. Each time you mention that there is one human race, that we are created in the image and likeness of God, that none is the child of a lesser God. You hear people talk of the reality on the ground. Before I proceed today, yes, let's talk about the reality, what these people mean by reality. I'll give one or two illustrations. I want you to listen and listen very closely because it's very possible for you to misinterpret what I'm saying and miss the bigger picture. We're going to start with this foundation. God says, God, your creator, the one who sustains the entire cosmos, God who is outside space, time, and matter. He has no beginning. He has no end. He's all-powerful. He's almighty. He created you. And he created you in his image and his likeness. And he said that which he created is good. Whose report are you going to believe? If somebody says, you are a donkey, they write books about you being a donkey. They pass laws about you being a donkey. They treat you as a donkey. They call you a donkey. They say you are a donkey. Well, you, you, you are already saying this, is, this doesn't make sense. 
it's absurd. Everybody will realize that, you know, you're human, you're not a donkey. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, there is a reality coming from those who believe strongly that you are a donkey. They treat you as such. They've named you a donkey. Does that make you a donkey? Of course not. You are not a donkey. So you must stop believing the lies. You must stop believing the lies. And those propagating the lies have to stop propagating them. However, the power is in your hands. Don't chase behind those who think you are what you are not. It is you to realize that the ball stops with you. You have what it takes to say no. I'm not a donkey. I don't sound like a donkey. I don't look like a donkey. I'm a human. And please, while we are at it, don't tell me about the oppressed and the oppressors. He that the Son of Man has set free is free indeed. We are transformed by the renewal of our minds. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. What you believe about you, that conversation that you have with you when nobody else is listening, is what is hampering you. Do you believe that you have what it takes to be successful? Please don't tell me about the institutional blockages. Don't tell me about societal constraints. You can overcome all those. I've talked in the past about the story of a madman that comes to the bank of a river. When I was a kid, we went to the river to, to take a shower or bath. We strip naked, place our clothes on the river bank, jump in the river and take a bath. If you strip naked, place your clothes on the river bank and suddenly a madman shows up. Where I grew up, we don't lock our mad, mad people up. They roam the streets. If a madman shows up and grabs your clothes, the right thing to do is to look for a different set of clothes you put them on before you chase the madman to the coop, that which belongs to you. Because if you decide to run behind the madman naked, People look at you like you are mad. Don't allow the madman to make you mad. You know better. And that is why I'm pointing you to your creator. God says who you are, you need to believe it. And by the way, those who have a need to feel superior to others, they are indeed very sick. They need to get back to the basics as well, as well and understand that they don't need to feel superior to others to be human. We'll be looking at the life of Joseph. How Joseph went down to Egypt, sold by his own brothers into slavery, and how he rose to prominence. 
We've learned a lot of lessons in the life of Joseph. And today, we're going to continue. You may be saying, oh, this only worked for Joseph. No, it did not only work for Joseph. There are other examples, as we're going to see. Today, we're going to talk about the three Hebrew boys and Daniel. So we're talking about four Hebrew boys. Unlike Joseph, who was sold into slavery by his brothers, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego with Daniel, were taken into captivity to Babylon out of their free will. Judah was ramshackled by the Babylonians, And these young men were caught and forcefully, forcefully out of their free will, taken from their homeland to Babylon. God allowed this to happen because the people sinned. It was not the most comfortable position for them to be. Babylon was a strong country at that time. They showed up in captivity. When these three Hebrew boys were carried into captivity, it is worth noting, please listen carefully, it is worth noting that they did not allow bitterness, anger, resentment to prevent them from working with God. They could have easily blamed God for allowing the Babylonian army to ramshackle Judah and carry them into captivity. I'm saying they were not resentful towards God. I'm saying they maintained their cool because these three Hebrew boys refused, refused to disobey God when they were presented with Babylonian food to eat. They said, no, we're not going to eat the Babylonian food. It's against our beliefs. Please, we're going to eat vegetables and drink water. They had a standard. They walked with God, just like Joseph. In Egypt, when his master's wife wanted him to commit adultery with him, Joseph said, oh, no, I cannot sin against God. What is your relationship with God like? Do you know him? Do you have a personal, vibrant relationship with him? Does God speak to you? I know some of us, this sounds very strange. In 2001, I was sitting at a meeting in Yaoundé in Cameroon, and God spoke to me, Eric, you're going to the United States. I was like, me, go to the United States. I don't have money for such a trip. I went home and told my wife, we're going to pray our way to the United States. Changed my life. God speaks. He wants to have a relationship with you. And if you, if you don't yet have a relationship with God, you can do it now. It's not very difficult. The first step is to acknowledge that you're a sinner. Because all of us have sin and falling short of the glory of God. None of us is good. We are separated from God. 
you also have to understand that the wages of sin is death. Physical death, spiritual death. However, the good news is this. The free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Therefore, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with the heart that will believe unto salvation. And it is with the mouth that confession is made to righteousness. If you don't have a vibrant relationship with God, you can start today. The three Hebrew boys decided to obey God and work with him. We're going to see that it made a huge, huge difference in their lives. I'm mentioning them because in captivity, they rose to prominence. They were not stopped because they walked with God. They discovered their gifts and used their gifts to solve problems. Your gift will make a way for you and all of us are gifted. I'm going to say that again. Your gift is going to make a way for you. And the good news is this. All of us, including you, we are all gifted. Instead of running around trying to change other people, change yourself. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Find your gift, perfect it, work on it and use it, and it's going to set you free. Find your gift, use it, solve problems, and it's going to set you free. That is the greatest freedom that you can have. Daniel, for example, was good with dreams. He could interpret dreams, and not only that, he could even tell people the dreams they've had. Because Nebuchadnezzar, the king, the most powerful man on earth at that time, had a dream, and he was troubled by that dream. He woke up, gathered all his magicians and dream interpreters and wise men in Babylon, and he told them, I want all of you to tell me the dream I had last night that is troubling me. And after you finish telling me the dream, I want you to interpret the dream. Listen to what the Chaldeans said, the magician said. There is not a man on earth who can tell the king's matter. Therefore, no king, lord, or ruler has ever asked such things of any magician, astrologer, or Chaldean. It is a difficult thing that the king requests, and there is no other who can tell it to the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh. Daniel 2, 
10 to 11. They were right. It was an impossibility that the king was asking them to do. Tell me my dream. And interpret it. King Nebuchadnezzar was a non, he was a king that did not play around. When those, his magicians and astrologers, could not tell him the dream, he passed an order that all of them should be killed. He was not going to take a no for an answer. So he said, for this reason, the king was angry and very furious and gave the command to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree went out and they began killing the wise men and they sought Daniel and his companions to kill him. Can you picture what was going on? This king is wicked. How can he ask for such an impossible thing from other people? Yet, yet, we're going to see that Daniel rose up to the occasion because he walked with God and he used his key to provide a solution. What solution are you providing? Do you know your gift? Are you using it? Racism can stop you. Racism would die at your footsteps. At your dust, at your racism will bow at your feet if you find your gift and start using them. Now, if Daniel had had issues, let's say he, if he was living in bitterness and regret and anger and unforgiveness, this would have prevented him from rising up to the occasion. He saved the day by telling the king his dream and the interpretation. The king rewarded him as follows. When Daniel heard that they were killing all, other, all the other wise men, he told them to halt. He prayed and asked God to give him wisdom, to be able to know the king's dream and interpret it. Do you pray? Do you have an active prayer life? Do you talk to God? Do you take those problems to God? Wait on Him to give you solutions? Or are you trying to do it in your own way? What amount of success are we having? Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many great gifts. And he made him ruler here from, captive, from a captive to a ruler, ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief administrator of all the wise men of Babylon. I mean, the Babylonians were the, uh, if you want to say the oppressors, right? And Daniel was oppressed. The, the, the ties have changed. Tables have turned. Daniel is now ruler over the provinces of Babylon and ruler over all the wise men, because he used his gift. Also, Daniel petitioned the king, and he said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. 
It works. It works. You're saying what works? Yeah, working with God is going to set you free. Using your gift to solve problems is going to set you free. That is what you should be focusing on, working diligently, seeking the face of God, praying, developing yourself, believing in who God says you are. Turn a deaf ear to other people's expectations. Don't let it become your reality. Don't let it become what you live. Because what you believe, who you hang around with, is going to influence the actions you're going to take. Oh, don't say they stop me. Daniel and, his, and the other three Hebrew boys could have complained. Oh, we have been taken from our ancestors' lands forcefully, and now we are uh, uh, captives in a foreign land. Oh, the Babylonians are wicked, they are bad people. No, they work with God even under those circumstances. Please, I say it and I say it again and again. I don't condone any form of enslavement. I don't condone any form of treatment. I don't condone any form of hatred. I don't condone any form of mistreatment, segregation. You name it. However, those who are perpetuating this are those on the wrong side of history. You should know better. Don't follow them. You cannot. You cannot use darkness to drive darkness. It's impossible. It's impossible. And that is why some of what is going on right now in the name of equality and what they're now sanctioning hatred, resentment, bitterness, revenge. People are being caught up. And that is why if they don't come out of this mindset of vengeance and revenge and unforgiveness, they're never going to go anywhere. The vicious cycle will never be broken. Darkness is only driven by light. Let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. You call to be light and salt because the world is in darkness, is dying and decaying. You must be different. You have to be different. You cannot use the same tactics to overcome. When individuals identify and use their gifts, they rise up to the top. It doesn't fail. They cream. There's always room for the best. You need to be best at what you do. Stop complaining. Stop making excuses. Stop blaming. Stop working. Start working on yourself. Unfortunately, many have decided to use skin pigmentation to determine who gets to the top. Because some believe that the color of their skin can hold them back. Who told you that? Are you really the sum total of the color of your skin? And even if people believe that the color of your skin is limiting you, don't believe it. Don't buy into it. Don't accept that you're being oppressed. Because you are not. You only become oppressed when you believe that you're oppressed. I'm not, I'm not refusing reality. I'm believing God's reality. He that the Son of Man has been set free is free indeed. Oh, you may be saying, oh, well, well, what about uh, the job? Uh, what about the job? They refuse giving the job. Or maybe it's a, a time for you to start your own business. All things work together for good for, the, for those that love God. That is reality. It's solid. You can stand on that and walk in victory. 
complaining, grumbling. Do you know when you say your skin color is holding you back, you are telling God he made a mistake? It's a very sad place to be. It's a helpless, hopeless place to be. I've said it time and time again. Those things in your life that you have zero control over, please, don't go there. Don't talk about them. Work on those things that you have control over. You don't have control over your skin color. Don't bother about it. You don't have control over the parents that get better. You don't bother about it. You don't have control over where you were born. Don't bother about it. What you should be concerning yourself with is what you believe about you. There's a lot that you have control over. What you eat, you exercising, what you read, feed your mind. Read the right books, hang around the right people. You have control over that. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. There is hope. Don't get lazy. It's going to take some work. You know, Daniel could have allowed the fact that he was not a Babylonian and a captive to prevent him from rising to the top. But he understood the power of using his gift because that is what matters the most. If you don't know what your own gift is, please go look for it. I found mine to write, to speak, inspire, and motivate people to discover God's great potential and then develop it and deploy it. That is what I do. I enjoy it. I like it a lot. That's my gift. Have you found yours? What are you passionate about? Are you just working for the money? As we draw the curtain on this chapter, it is important to understand that no matter where you are, what you've been through, and what other people have done to you, God can still make a way for you. He's made a way for me. He's going to make a way for you. I'm not under nobody's captivity. I'm not oppressed by anybody. You don't know where I'm coming from. You don't know where I'm going. How dare you even think that you can stop me? How dare you even think that you can oppress me? You cannot. I'm free. I'm free. I've been set free by the, by the Son of Man. I'm free. Light cannot be defeated by darkness. Light can never be defeated by darkness. It's not a good idea to fight darkness with darkness because it just does not work. It only gets darker. And that is why you need to be different. We've already talked about the need for you to change yourself and not other people. Focus on you. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Focus on, on you. You need to believe who God says you are. That is what counts the most. While our natural tendency may be to seek vengeance and allow hate, bitterness, and resentment to lead us, we must resist this temptation. We must resist this temptation. It's very easy to become bitter and blame other people. Oh, I'm being oppressed. I'm here because I've done this to me. No, no, please don't, don't swallow that bitter pill. It's not going to help you grow. Like Joseph. Remember, Joseph, his brother, sold him, betrayed him, hated him, wanted to kill him, physically kill his dreams. But he was able to forgive them. Those who forgive are the strong. The strong forgive. The strong forgive. The weak seek for vengeance. And by the way, God says, I will repay. Vengeance is mine. Allow God to deal with it. 
like Joseph, we have to see the hand of God working in all circumstances. We must train ourselves to see the big picture, to understand what God is doing. I have a book here that I've been speaking from. We just finished chapter four. We've been talking about the problem, trying to define what racism is, the cause of racism, the source of racism, the manifestation of racism, the first four chapters. From chapter five onwards, we're gonna be talking about solutions. It's not a message of hopelessness. It's a message of hope. There is a way out. Oh, racism, where is your sting? Racism is dead. Let us start with you. You're going to see why. Stay tuned. If you haven't gotten a copy of this book, please do. Don't only get one copy. You can get multiple copies of other people. Let's share the good news around. If you cannot afford to buy the book, reach out to me. We'll figure out how to get a copy to you. And by the way, if you are on, uh, if you have a Kindle account, you can download the book for free and read it. If you need many, many copies, I can make good discounts for you. Reach out to me. The books are found on Amazon on my website. The information is below this video. Now, I've been saying that no matter where you are, no matter what is going on, for every solution, for every problem, there is a solution. For every problem, there is a solution. And hidden in those problems are opportunities for you to use your gift and rise up to prominence. It doesn't matter with the physical environment. What matters is that that which is bugging you, that which is troubling you, is accompanied with a solution that will change your life. You can get this book as well. We're going to talk about it along the line. But I just wanted to let you know that if you don't know where to start, you can start with this book as well. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, do me a favor. Yes, I'm asking you for something. Share the video. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Hit that notification button. And stay tuned for more updates. God bless you. Have a fantastic rest of your day.